this weekend. Join Vision CEO Phil Edwards for Sunday Morning Together. Each week, Phil is joined by pastors from across Australia as they minister to us all. Communion, conversation, encouragement and a smorgasbord of great songs help us focus on God's character and promises. Sunday Morning Together with Phil Edwards on Vision and on demand every Sunday in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, on a Tuesday, we often will hear from Greg Bondar, the National Director of Christian Voice Australia. I mentioned a national think tank and advocacy group for families, liberty and faith. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, good morning, Neil, and hope you can uh, uh, hear me okay. I'm delighted to be uh, here in uh Sydney again, I've just been travelling, uh, preaching around the state, Neil, so I'm back in Sydney and looking forward to chatting to you. Fabulous. And uh, I know, Greg, that you are, uh, you know, you're prone to get out on the on those outback roads, visiting country, regional centres. Uh, you like to talk to people in cities too. In fact, I know you'll talk to people anywhere. So uh, let's get into some of the issues today. You've done some research and we'll often talk on this program, as you know, about religious persecution. And uh, back in 2020, uh, properties in 102 countries and territories were targeted in incidents tied to religion. That's, of course, been developing and growing. Uh, What is your research showing you? Uh, Neil, thank you for that, because uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the U.S. Department of State has an annual uh, publication called the the International Religious Freedom Document. And and in that document, it outlines what's happening in terms of... uh, religious persecution worldwide. Now, one of the things that I found out, I went through the document fairly clearly, is that Christian churches or properties, now, they include churches, they could include pro-life centres, they could include anything to do with a Christian uh, organisation. Those buildings are being vandalised, they're being uh, targeted, and the report highlights that, in, in, in point of fact, Neil, that, that, you know, Europe has the highest share of countries where property attacks uh, took place because of religion in the year 2020. And that's bit disturbing because followed by that is the Middle East and Africa. And then you've got uh, the Asia-Pacific region, Neil. It's really disturbing data coming out. Well, just very recently, like in these past two to three weeks, Greg, and uh, you might not be across all the details, but just to mention in here, uh, we've been reporting and doing some updates on what's been happening in the northeast Indian state of Manipur, uh, where something as many as 300 church buildings have been burned to the ground in a Hindu uprising. So very challenging, and uh, but interestingly... As you point to the fact that in Europe, that's the biggest number. And then these other regions, uh, these are listed in context uh, in in this actual annual report. Yeah, absolutely. And funny you should mention, India, because I'm actually meeting with uh, an associate professor from Notre Dame University tomorrow, Neil. I'm going to be talking about uh, what is happening in India. So I have a real interest in that as well. But, Neil, the point I want to make here is that when we're talking about attacks, we're talking about an attack on Christianity. And what's happening, Neil, is that uh, churches are being burnt down. I mean, I get these reports daily from overseas. Churches are being burnt down. Uh, pro-life centres are being targeted by way of, uh, you know, obscene uh, paintings on their walls. 
you've got uh, other buildings. I mean, you might even recall, Neil, do you remember the Australian Christian Lobby back some years ago was also targeted? So, you know, what I'm afraid of is that if this targeting of Christian property and in particular churches continues, we're going to see this happening in Australia more and more. And I think we need to stand up to that now and take some, uh, you know, evasive action. <laughs> I think, Greg, we might be thankful to God that we actually live in a peaceable, harmonious nation. Mm. And I know that you will always say, let's not take that for granted. Uh, you've got to be able to actually stand up and expect those freedoms will continue. Sometimes uh, I like to reflect on the fact that the very first church built in Australia was burnt down in an arson attack. And uh, it's, you know, probably not too far from where you are there in yeah. Sydney. And yeah. uh, the first yeah. church in Australia was built by uh, Richard Johnson, the first chaplain, and it was burnt yeah. down in an arson attack. This is not something that is unusual historically, yeah. and it does seem to be on the increase today. Hey, uh, with all the studies that are going on, um, mm. this is the focus here, that sometimes it's social groups uh, or religious groups that have an uprising mm. and cause these things to happen. But disturbingly, sometimes it's the governments. And uh, and so there's issues there, isn't there, when you work out who's doing these attacks? Yeah, that, that's a good point you raise now, because one of the things people have got to realise is when we're talking about the attacks, we're talking about individuals and or social groups, but also governments, in particular, say, China, where churches are being closed down, You've got governments that are, you know, are taking over property uh, from from uh, the, the church organisations. And what's happening, Neil, is that it's very hard to get that back. And, and, and you can make a claim to try and get it, uh, uh, you know, reverted to you from the government. But, but if you look at countries like Europe, you know, um, uh, and, and this is one of the things that really affects me, I guess, because I've got a lot of friends that are Jewish. Jewish Jewish cemeteries are being really targeted, Neil, uh, in countries like, you know, Bulgaria, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary, and it is just not on anti-Semitism is on the rise, and I think we need to be very careful because we're talking here about religious persecution, uh, whether it's property or people or cemeteries now. Uh, religious motivated violence, sometimes from social or religious groups within communities and, as you say, sometimes from governments uh, who are happy to take from the church those things. And, you know, a, to a topic for another day, and we've been talking about this a lot, of course, the yeah. Calvary Hospital yeah. in Canberra. Correct, uh, which correct. is under a takeover from the government right now. Uh, it's church property yeah. and the government is taking yeah. it over. Hey, there's plenty to talk about. Let's move on to the Australian Classification Review Board. Uh, you're thinking that films and books are out of control. Uh, something needs to be done. What are your thoughts here? Oh, Neil, look, I am really upset about this and I think every listener ought to be as well. I had my granddaughter here yesterday and I was just reading her some wonderful books and... Um, and one of the things that came across my mind was that all of a sudden, you know, people aren't aware that uh, if you're watching TV, uh, if you're reading books, you know, the use of profanity, you know, the F and C words on TV, I don't know why they have to be on there. I'm talking about things like Netflix or Stan or whatever it might be. And I see some good movies on there, don't get me wrong. But those F and C words don't add anything to the value of the TV, don't add anything to the story. And then next minute I read about the, the gender queer book that's in libraries and in schools. Neil, I don't want my granddaughter and my grandson now 
reading these because you see we've got to protect the innocence of children and unless we take some action now if we're going to regret it and that's why i think the australian classification review board who is now going to report back on the inquiry they had will find out what the next step is because these books have to be banned or at least put somewhere where no one can access them in terms of being children now. <laughs> Interesting to draw attention here. Sometimes we talk about a slippery slope and mm. while whenever we're watching a Netflix movie, it just seems to be every one of yep. them is littered with a lot of expletives yep. and we've yep. become used to it. In fact, if you want to watch a movie these days, you've got to yep. basically turn off your morality meter and say, well, we'll just put up with yep. the swearing. And it's interesting because because we're not actually prudish. Uh, we don't have some sort of attack and we don't uh, break out in a sweat if we hear a swear word. But what we do appreciate is this is just a part of a slippery slope. And because there's no censorship around swearing, all of a sudden there's no censorship around anything. And the, uh, and the Classification Review Board, uh, they're obviously not censoring and thinking that people are not even interested. No. Now, now the, the, the issue is, see, look, you and I, as I said, my wife watched a, a Netflix, a very good show, I won't mention what it is, but it, it's got the F word and what, it adds nothing to the dialogue, it adds nothing to the, to, 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 to the, to the climax of the movie, why have it? And I think we're being again indoctrinated by, to accept these words, and unfortunately I'm so ashamed of myself that like you, if you've mentioned, I'm getting used to it, I don't, I don't want to get used to it, you know, because I don't think we need to use those words in a family viewing or in, even in our conversation you know we don't need to use the word so i'm really worried and i and i think this is something that we're going to have to take more action on now and uh, you know we've talked about this sort of thing before um uh, some decades back uh, there was a change in australian society uh, that mm. moved from what we know as censorship uh, to yep. classification. And so when you mention the Australian Classification Review Board, it's not a mm. censorship view, a review board anymore. It's just no. uh, we put up with anything, we just give it a classification. So that yep. really is, that's part of the slippery slope, isn't it? So how, do you, send a, how do you send a message to the Australian Look, Classification Neil, Review yeah. Board? Neil, I think we're going to have to go back to lobbying 101 so to speak i think everyone listening to your program or listening to vision they need to write to the arcb and you can go into just google australian classification review board you can get their address but you need to write to them and saying get real and make sure that these sort of profanities these sort of books the gender queer books are not hitting our children two Write to your MP. That's very powerful. I'm not talking about sometimes even a phone call. Because if you get 100 people ringing the same MP, they're going to start to take action. If you get 100 people writing letters, they're going to take action. Next thing is write to the newspapers. Keep pounding them, Neil. You know, because they're the ones that we want to try and get onto. And, of course, the fourth thing I recommend is get on radio. You know, get onto the mainstream radio or even get onto vision and and, and, and and get your view heard, voice heard. Because, Neil, these are powerful tools. See, one thing I learned, Neil, the left are very good at lobbying and we need to pick up our game to do likewise, to get our values, our Christian values heard in the, in the public arena. <laughs> Interesting to mention Talkback Radio because regular listeners to this program have an opportunity to call in and usually we restrict those sorts of comments and calls <laughs> yeah. around the topic that we're talking about on the day. 
Correct. But there are a lot of stations around Australia that have a sort of a generalised uh, open line talkback opportunity yeah. for people to raise whatever topic they want to raise. And so if you're concerned about these sorts of things, uh, I don't think anyone's going to be super jealous uh, if you switched off vision for a little while and you went on to some other talkback radio programs and began to be salt and light in those radio Correct. communities. That would be a positive thing. Uh, interestingly, because... Because, you know, you're working at this lobbying level, Greg Bondar, and you've been doing this yep. for decades, and you do a wonderful job. So uh, writing to MPs and uh, getting all sorts of, uh, you know, petitions and things together. There's a certain target in all of that. But additional to that, there's this grassroots that has to hear the voice of the people as well. And that's how you do it, uh, through Talkback Radio. And that's really one of your few opportunities and, and social media. Absolutely, and nearly, and point of fact, what we're doing at Christian Voice Australia, I'm going to be running a course on how to lobby, you know, how to get your voice heard. It'll be, a, you know, I'm going to do it over a webinar, and I'll do it if people want to come and join it, it's great. But, Neil, we need to get our voice heard, and I've got it, and without being gratuitous, the, the work that you're doing, the work that Vision uh, Christian Radio is doing is, is so much needed in 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 our day that uh you know i just value the work you're doing and and really if they get a chance ring the mainstream radio stations you know your your four what is it in queensland you've got all those programs there just, even if it's a five minute chat and if lucky if you can get on but if you can and you'd be surprised neil how often you can squeeze in a comment that's not related to the topic. (laughs) Well, no matter where you're listening all around Australia, there will be other talk radio opportunities to make your voice heard. And uh, when you think of that biblical concept, salt and light, uh, that sometimes is just exactly what that means, is just having your say, speaking up, because if you don't speak up, no one will speak up Mm. and things will continue to deteriorate. Hey, let's pick up on this other uh, element and uh, I was surprised to hear this, uh, that gambling has the highest suicide rate of any addiction. Uh, what have you been researching around this, Greg? Yeah, I have certainly have been researching. I've been looking at some data from the UK, America, and, of course, our own um, Australian data. But uh, I'm going to start a campaign called All Bets Off Campaign, Neil. Yeah. And the campaign is really aimed at getting governments to realise. Now, there was an inquiry on at the um, at, at at the federal parliament, uh, a submission has been made. We made a submission into it, and one of the things that we're really upset about is we've been Christian Voice Australia, and I've spoken to people about this. Is that nearly if you watch TV, I don't care which channel, and we're talking about the main channels, ten, nine, seven, you will find it in the news hour between six pm and seven pm, depending on your locality. There will be no fewer than five, six, seven advertisements on gambling now have a look at it tonight when you watch your tv and you know what neil that is peak family viewing and that's influencing children fathers and even mothers and that's got to stop and uh, i'm looking forward to really making this campaign a national issue neil our kids are in the firing line because our kids can see that. And I think probably you and I would be on the same boat saying, well, if you're an adult and you've got plenty of money and you think that gambling is something good for you, 
who are we to actually stop you from doing that? But we're concerned about the kids. But interestingly, there are vulnerable people. And we can all go through periods of vulnerability, Greg. Mm. Uh, you know, when you've got, um, you know, a, a death in the family or some relationship breakdown, uh, physical yeah. health issues. And there's a place you go uh, when you try to feel good. And gambling is one of those, Correct. as might be alcohol, as might be drug taking, all sorts of things mm. like that. And as we might say, you know, put your faith in God. But people turn to gambling. And so anyone mm. who's in a place of vulnerability actually is exposed to these things and likely to, to give that a go. Oh, Neil, you, you make such a good point. My own research indicates, I've gone through a lot of data, that gambling tends to increase during times of, now you ready for this, Neil? Yeah. Grief or separation breakdown of a relationship, changes in physical health, feeling of shame, depression, anxiety or stress, loss of work, including redundancy, isolation is one, and loneliness is another. And these all tend to lead to increasing gambling because people want to try and do something different. And yes, you mentioned earlier, and, and the research is there, gambling has the highest suicide rate of any addiction. Now, that should be worrying to every mum and dad to every family, to children who've got dads, you know, this is not on. So I'm actually meeting with uh, a couple of MPs in Canberra next week, and we're going to talk about trying to get a, a private member's bill up or something to ensure that some sort of legislation is put in place to stop all these gambling advertisements during the news, news hour. Uh, well, Greg Bond, uh, there won't be a single listener who knows your name and our conversations uh, that says, oh, that Greg Bondar is sitting back on uh, his laurels and uh, not doing much. Uh, thank you so much for your proactive uh, way that you approach these things. You're well-connected. You're in that area where you're making some diplomatic uh, advances and, and uh, you've got the best interests of the children and young people of Australia particularly really well at heart. Uh, Greg Bondar, let me point people to how they can connect with you. ChristianVoiceAustralia.blog now, Christian Voice Australia, national think tank, advocacy group for families, liberty and faith, relatively newly formed, but you might want to connect with christianvoiceaustralia.blog. Uh, Greg Bonda, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and I'm blessed to be on your program. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.